0: Hi everybody, this is MG. And I'm
1: Elizabeth Pudwell, and this is... Sober Sisters Talk. And we're still sober. We're still here. <laughs> and we're still sisters in sobriety. Absolutely, yes. So we've been catching up, and um, we have had a slight reprieve from recording because um, MG had another commitment which prevented us from meeting, So which happens sometimes. Right. And um, we were sitting there talking about you know what we were gonna discuss today and I was I'd mentioned how um you know sometimes we do have to uh, we don't have to but we go out of town or things separate us from program and we need to be creative in how we stay in touch and um there's things you can do there's phone meetings or you can go to meetings wherever you are you can do that I don't do a lot of that I have before but you know what about you have you ever like been out of town and had to go to meetings on vacation or something or call in or... Right, well, it was so interesting. I went to
0: the Grand Canyon about two years ago, and we were planning our big dinner because it was a birthday trip for my friend James, and uh, we were planning a birthday dinner that Friday night, so we are all going to meet at the lodge, and I saw that there was an AA meeting there. And it had, like, you know, the symbol, you know, the circle and the triangle. And it was like room 209. And I was like, oh my God, there's an AA meeting going on. And I was so sad that I'd already made dinner plans because I was like, how much fun would it be to go on uh, to a meeting while you're on vacation? Out of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, you know, hear other people. And it's like, really, the message is still the same wherever you go. And uh, and so I have had that experience of being out of town. What city
1: were you in? Do you, can you say? It was the Grand Canyon. Oh, so okay. So it was so called were... the Grand
0: Canyon Park. Uh-huh. So it was like this, like little city right there on the North Rim, I think uh-huh. it is. And so it's like uh, they have like everything there for you, little stores. So I've
1: been to a few meetings. Um, I've been to there's a club nearby where I go visit my sister in San Diego and Encinitas and then where my mom lived um, in Orange California I went to this club and what I found mg what was so weird is they clap they clap at everything after you're done with your share the whole room applause 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 <laughs> and then, I know and then I've been to um, a Hollywood meeting um, my son and his wife lived in Pasadena California in the nearest meeting I could find, cause I'm not really familiar with where everything is, you know, in that part of town. So I went to a meeting in Hollywood and, um, it was right off the of Hollywood Boulevard. So it took the freeway 101, and then you get off on Hollywood Boulevard and you're in the middle of all this debauchery, you know, that, you know, that the Grauman's Chinese theater, that part of Hollywood Boulevard there, you get off the freeway and there you are right in it. And I think it was a Monday night, but it was, there were so many people there There, you know people walking up and down there's lights and graham's chinese theater and then i don't even remember what else is on there it's like i don't know maybe a quarter mile of this and then all of a sudden you're in like a neighborhood <laughs> it just ends and i went up i don't know about maybe another quarter mile off the freeway and um there was a church and um i gone off the freeway and I went into this meeting it was a lovely meeting it's kind of you know maybe about 30 40 people and um it was great it was but it was just like I thought this is so weird I was like just in debauchery and now I'm in sobriety right <laughs> and isn't that the way our life
0: is that you know we there are patches of our lives where we might have all these like negative, crazy influences. And then if we just keep on going, you know, we're going to get to the suburb, we'll get to the neighborhood and, <laughs> and then get yes. to the meeting. Yeah. You know, get yeah. To get to the church.
1: It was in a church. And, yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a really, um, and I think I went, I've been to that meeting like maybe two or three times. I would go when I went back mm-hmm. and, um, you know, cause I felt like I knew where it was and, you know, I knew what time it was. It was Monday night. So, mm-hmm. um, that was real easy to go to, but, their meetings in other cities are yeah, weird. You they know? are. They're very different. When I was in New York, I went to a
0: Saturday morning meeting at this one little location. It was like, for those of you who are listening or from New York, it was like Eighth uh, Avenue at Forty Sixth Street, and um, and it was like you're almost getting into the craziness for the theater district, but you're right on the periphery, and and it's sort of like. It's a little hole in the wall place. You walk upstairs, and it's a really like tiny club, like maybe the size of my apartment, right? Just this bottom floor, and they had like a little kitchen area, and then they had the meeting space. and uh, And I went to a Saturday morning meeting there for uh, several years, uh, called Diva. It was the Diva meeting, and there was a woman there. Her name was Frances, and she must have had like 42 years of sobriety. She had ancient sobriety. She was an ancient woman, and I can remember her coming in one time. And uh, she was, like, huffing and puffing, and she really had, like, a really, like, bad look on her face. And I'm like, Francis, what's going on? She goes, this fucking city. She goes, I swear to God, I would prefer the hookers and the pimps and the drug dealers versus all these fucking tourists, you know? And, I mean, for Francis, who was like, oh. You know, she walks in and she's like Saint Francis, right? This uh-huh. ex- exalted like woman of sobriety to be cursing about the the tourists, and I was like, it is bad then to you know get her riled up, and I was just like, that's so fascinating. But in New York, they have a, a weird format in the meetings where you have to quote unquote qualify, and or they have someone that for the first fifteen minutes of every meeting, someone gets up and they tell their mini story about how they earn their seat in AA. So it's not like, like here in Houston, most of the meetings I go to, they the meeting that I like to go to and I'm most regular for AA is called Northwest Unity. And it's on Sunday morning at 11. And there's like a real nice core group of people with a lot of long-term sobriety. And then some people with like two to six-year sobriety, and every now and then, a newcomer or someone that's got, like, you know, not a lot. But it, I like it because it's, like, most everyone there has double-digit sobriety. And and as I grow in my sobriety, I need that kind of support. Right.
1: The solidity.
0: But, right. And, like, the wisdom and, like, right. you know, how the challenges of sobriety at this place. Because we're not really
1: jonesing to drink or to use. Instead, it's more like fear or conflict or life know. on life's terms exactly. is a sort of situation yeah and
0: so I, I really love that meeting and the format is uh they read out of this book so and i can't even remember the name of it that shows you how bad of an a person i am but they'll have someone who uh, who uh chairs the meeting and then we just read from that book you know read the passage for that day and then we just go around and share everybody shares and uh, and then over at Landis Center, where I used to go a lot, they'll have someone who chairs it, and then they'll have a leader that'll come in, sort of like how we do our meetings. Right. And they'll offer a topic, and they'll speak for about eight minutes about that topic and then open it up for sharing. But in New York, it would be someone going in and qualifying, and then people would share about that person's story or, or whatever. And I found in New York City, there were a lot of AA meetings it was really a very uh, alive and vibrant community, but I feel like, and, and I think rightly so, that in New York, that the meetings are really focused on the newcomer, and they're really focused on people who are, are um, struggling, and I've gone to a lot of meetings where there's drunk people, I've gone yeah. to a lot of meetings where there's you know belligerent people. And uh, and they kind of gave me the stink eye a little bit when I came in and I would share about, you know, how much sobriety. They're like, well, why aren't you a GSR? Well, why aren't you chairing this? Well, why aren't you? I'm like, well, I'm in grad school. And so I'm like super busy. And they're like, oh, okay. Who, who are you sponsoring? you sponsors? You know, and I'm like, no. And I really felt like very, um, I don't even know what the word, maybe unwelcome or, you know, judged. I don't know. It was... Uh, It was really interesting. So I just learned to keep my mouth shut, and I would just go to the meetings that I knew to go to. I also found that in a lot of the meetings there, if they were the smaller meetings, that people would use them to be more like therapy, where they would just go to vent or process what's going on. And I think that's fine. I don't really have too much judgment about that. But there wasn't a lot of like carrying the message in terms of hardcore AA stuff about, like, reference referencing, like, what the message comes from. What the, the step
1: is and, you right. know, my, it, paralleling to the... Yeah, I get it. Right. Well, I think that, you know, going to meetings in other cities, it it's challenging, but it can make you, you know, feel um more solid. It can... And you, connected. You know, and connected, yes. I know, like, when I would go, when I went to Southern California, I was, like, and especially in the beginning um i would go to visit my mom and my family when um my mom was still like in our house and okay and um I, it just like it was a tiny dose of connection and then i could go back okay i'm i'm good you know right. the stuff is there the things that i and it wasn't that i wanted to use or to act out it was just um feeling out of place in my family Mm -hmm, you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: well and I mean and going to AA which is in a way and you're a family of a different sort right so you were connecting with that family and that community which is supportive in their own strange bizarre way and so I love that you really took care of yourself around that and for our listeners I do encourage you that if you are planning a trip wherever You know, look up an AA meeting, you know, from, you know, all my experiences of going to those meetings and hosting people from out of town. It's always nice to have that infusion and injection of like new blood, if you will, and to hear other people's story. I I think it's really great. And it's also a way like for Al-Anon, I remember it was so important and something that I really forgot when I went to go see my sister in Fort Lauderdale who's an active alcoholic, I should have um, made uh, more of an effort because I didn't make any effort. But Alanon taught me that when I do travel to go see especially family of origin members, that you don't stay with them. You stay in another place. You have your own car. Uh, you immediately get connected with your with an Al-Anon group because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You might need some support of, you know, maybe a ride to the airport oh, or...
1: I just want to edit that a little bit. You will need some support. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, every time... And that's why, you know, when I went to, you know, when I went to go visit my mom, it, it there was a club down the street. I drove by it all the time as a kid when I was still using and um it was so interesting to finally go there you know and um go inside and see what it was like and you know i never really became a regular but when i went to i would go when i went to go see my mom and go in there and just yeah instantly feel, okay, I'm all right. right, I'm okay, you right, know, right. I'm, I'm still a part of, you know, and I think too, MG, it really allowed me to sort of, like, open up my heart and trust my family again, you know, that I don't have to be, I'm not going to get exactly what I need from my family, but I know how to get my needs met in other areas, so I don't have to, like, you know, I can be relaxed with my family.
0: Well, and someone once shared with me that they feel like when they go to an AA meeting, like it's just a reminder of where they are in the world, and it's sort of like a uh, the 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 image that I have of just like getting settled. You know, that it's about okay, this is this is you know where I need to be. This is what it's all about, and just a, a touchstone, if you will, to re- to remind people and. Another person uh, told me that if I'm struggling, like to take a talisman, if I'm with my family of origin, like your chip, like to take your chip with you, have it in your pocket, touch it often, have it or know that it's in your purse or do something like that to, you know, have that touchstone to get back to program because you and I, we're, we're about recovery and I believe that whatever it is you're called to do or to explore for your own development and peace and uh, you know, search for your higher truth or higher self is fantastic. But Elizabeth and I come from recovery 12-step meetings, and I really find that it's such a helpful modality for me. I mean, I've tried so many things, and I keep going back to this because it's one thing that I feel it really works. I don't know why it works. It's a mystery.
1: It doesn't say why it works. It says how it works. That's what it's called. You know, I think that so. I think that in the beginning, when I was first sober and going back and visiting my family, and I think I needed that meeting because there's such a depth in 12 step. You can go to any 12 step program and instantly feel very connected because we don't talk about like where do you work and what do you do what How's are your the politics weather? nothing we go deep instantly you know yeah what, what's going on with fear with you you know right. what are you afraid of right. and you know what's going on with um, desire and what's going on with your relationships and what's going on with you sexually we go deep right away because those are the things that are gonna make us drink. exactly and so there's that connection and feeling known and heard And then in my family, we're going there and we're talking about like, oh, what so-and-so's kids are doing and it's surface, but there's depth because they know me, but they're not acknowledging it, you know? And I remember one time I went um, and I was visiting my, um, my family at my sister's house and I could hear them all like, she doesn't drink at all anymore nothing. She doesn't drink anything. So she's not drinking at all. I could hear them doing that. And I was just like in the other room rolling my eyes, you know. And at that point, I'd had like maybe three or four years sober, you know, it was I was not seasoned by any means. But um, and I didn't know what to do with that, you know, and I felt very sort of on the outside of my family. But meetings helped me feel connected again. Right. And, like, I don't have to connect with them in that way. And they need to figure out how I do fit in. You know, that's their stuff. And they need to, like, do, what is she doing, you know? Why doesn't she drink, you know? She's not going to ever drink. You know, they need to do that in order to figure out their mm-hmm. how to treat me, you know? How, how do we interact with me?
0: Right. I, um, my sister once said... Are you going to be going to those meetings for the rest of your life? And, you know, I remember taking that to my therapist, and my therapist was like, "Well, if you're lucky, yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah, it's the intention." I mean, right. So I, I think it's so fascinating, and now you know AA is worldwide, and it's just an amazing, strange organization. And uh, like I said, I don't know how it continues, but it does. And there was, like, even over by my play, there was that strip center. There was, like, a little uh, AA. A it was club like in a there. A little, little tiny club, you know, for,
1: like, Hispanic speakers. Well, and then, too, now, it's like, with the Internet, we can, you know, you can get onto a online meeting. You can do a call-in meeting. You can get on to you can find, you can probably find programming on Facebook or one of the social media platforms. And just, like, you know, I belong to one group, um in on facebook it's a woman's um sober group and um it's quite alarming to um be a part of it but it's sobering because the girls that post in there are like i've i just saw a post today i feel like i'm going to use today i'm going to leave work today and i'm either going to go to a meeting or i'm going to get drunk what do i do and i was like what the fuck go to a meeting like Go to a meeting, call somebody, you know, don't you have any phone numbers? And that's another thing. Technology allows us to reach out, you know, and, and we uh, are not
0: alone. We are not alone. The first word of the first step is is we. we, and there are so many people. And I know this from my experience that I feel so good when someone calls me for support and I used to not call people for support. Like, oh, I'm going to bug them, you know. And I think we talked about, like, silent unity in the middle of the night because I didn't want to bug anybody. But there was this one one woman that, you know, I shared. I'm like, I called. She goes, you can call me. She goes, I don't care what time. And I'm like, okay. And I did. And she was sleepy. Hello. It's MG. And she was like, what's going on? I'm like, I, I want to text them. It's just like this. And she just listened to me, and she was like, "Okay, well, let's say a prayer," because she was super Christian, you know. And I didn't really like her politics or, or like, right, right, right. But, but you know, she was she was there. there for and me. Picked up the phone. That's right. That's right. And she taught me off the ledge for, yeah. you know, the crazy cuckoo ten minutes that I was insane at three fifteen in the morning. And so, you know, there are people there for me, and I'm there for other people as well. Because, listen, I, I love that saying like especially around suicide, that you're getting ready to make a permanent decision around a temporary problem. And if I can just make it through that temporary problem and get to the other side of it, then, you know, hopefully I can learn something, I can be more resilient. Because right now, I feel like super, like content and happy and well and, and balanced. Of course, I'm coming off a fantastic experience I had with this play, but I just feel... Uh, really grounded and but I can't lose my connection to program and so probably in the last month I've been to maybe two meetings
1: and that's not that that does happen in our lives in one when you get some double digits it does happen where you're pulled away
0: right right and there are ways to stay connected like uh, people like reading the big book or to reading our text in SLAA Uh, There's tons of things online. I remember in New York when I was in school, I found all these speaker tapes. There were these speaker tapes out there that were digitized. And so I just listened to these speaker tapes. Like if I'm coming from, you know, my house and it would be like 30 minutes or whatever, you know, it it would be an hour speaker tape where I could listen to. And these are like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like some solid stuff. And so that was a way for me to stay connected to program and connected to my sobriety in terms of like twelve step recovery. So, you know, there there is a way that and you could listen to a podcast now. That's yeah. an option. This one. You could listen to this one. And
1: it does it and that after you listen for a while you start feeling like you know the people and you know, in fact, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks and I had some I ran into somebody who said, Where's the podcast? <laughs> why haven't you guys recorded a new episode I said, well we had a little issue and so but we'll be back we'll be back we'll just be back. stay clear stay you know stand by it's okay yeah get to a meeting right sponsor somebody you know Yeah. sponsoring somebody will you know just taking phone calls there's so many different ways you know you can read material you can get online you can listen to podcasts and we are not the only sober podcast Oh, there's, there's tons of good social out there. media um groups and and posts and you know bra- ways that you can get into you know pages and things that you can do there's reading material there's phone meetings there's online meetings there's
0: there- the grapevine if you're not subscribed to the grapevine and you're newly sober, that's a fantastic thing and if you don't have any money, you know just ask in a meeting. Someone told me to get the grapevine. What is this? Does anyone have a copy? And I swear before the meeting, some old lady is going to pull like five grapevines out of out her, her purse and say, "Here, Here you have go. them." Yep. You know, it, it's an amazing thing. Read the
1: material. Help someone else. You know, if you get on a Facebook page, and I, you know, like I was just telling you, I saw that group today, and I was like, you know, this woman like saying that. It was like, you know, that helps me. That there but for the grace of God go I I am not in that spot but if I did not work a program if I did not have things in place if I did not have meetings if I did not have people that I'm working with there but for the grace of God go I right well and
0: you know today I can roll with a lot of stressors so much more easily like I got out of work today I go to start my car I'm like oh no And, you know, I was like, I heard the chick-chick-chick, so I didn't think it was my starter. So I'm like, it's my battery. And I looked and I may have left like a overhead light on in my car or whatever. And so in the past, I would have, oh, wow, shakes fist at sky, you know, the world, and I'm gonna go drink, you know, like over something so simple as my car not starting, you know. And now I'm like, oh, you know, I have roadside assistance Fifth as thing's part of place. my insurance. That's you know? right. And I can just, like, you know, I mean, it took me less than a minute to get get the, you know, the thing started. I mean, there's an app on my phone. I just filled it out. And then I immediately got a text within 60 minutes. We'll be there. So I went back in and started eating my salad and talked to my girlfriend and, like, you know, went on with my day. The guy came out. It took less than five minutes. Cars, like, started up and it's like you know no i don't even you know i'm not even at that place where i even kind of even get frustrated it's weird it's just like oh okay my car won't start you know and you know my friend julie was like hey do you want me to pick you up you were like hey do you want me to pick you up it's like you know it's like immediately the universe is going to start
1: providing
0: like solutions solutions and i think that that's because you're not good.
1: blocking it you know when you are in this the, you know you're in the spirit of the sunshine you are you know in this you are gaining whatever it is that you know the the universe has for you you're open to it and you're allowing it that's what happens yeah but when you're like ah yeah. you know fucking universe i hate ah my this fucking, fucking car, car won't start yeah yeah you're blocking it your energy is so dark and so it's it can't get through. Yeah, it's yeah. a connection. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: so glad. Boy, that this you're is here. not where we
1: intended to go at all, was it? <laughs>
0: I know, but that's what but I. But it's love. so
1: perfect, you know. It was. It's I know. like I, I, you know, I feel so much. I, noticing, I'm just sitting there. I was like, I feel so much better. I need this. I got used to this. It's one of my meetings. Dun dun dun.
0: Dun, 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 dun. I, lo- I love it too. I love it too. And I've especially missed my connection with you because you're such an important part of my recovery story, of my sobriety, and I just esteem and love you so much. And so it's great to have that connection. And to you too. Thank you. Thank you. you. So we're, but we're back. back. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do another one next week. So stay tuned, everybody. And thank you so much. Thank
1: you for listening. And remember, if you're looking for us, you can find us at. Uh, www.sobersisterstalk.com and if you want to send us an
0: email you can send us an email at sober sisters talk at gmail.com. We, we welcome also, your
1: feedback. We yes. We want to hear what you if you have a suggestion for a topic or you're like you guys suck or you guys are great. No we did get an email and I didn't forward
0: it to oh, you. you. Okay, yeah I have to forward it to you and she was like I love you guys. You guys are great.
1: So Kara, if you're listening, thank you for
0: your email. We sure do appreciate it. And keep listening, it.
1: please. And it, when you're in a place where you can like and us, please do on our um, Facebook page,
0: especially. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, we get the anonymity part of it, but if you can, you can send it in a message to right. people that you know that are sober. Hey, this is a great podcast. It help. The the more that we can reach, the the more that we, the longer that we can keep doing this. Right, and uh, we
0: just love this. It's part of our service of giving back and uh, our way to connect and have our own meeting. So I love you. Love you. Thank you so much. Bye.